You're listening to the Traffic and Funnel Show. What's going on, folks? This is Alan, producer of the TNF Show. In this episode, Chris and Taylor discuss the only two reasons why people buy. Don't forget, if you haven't done so already, check out our sister company, The Sales Mentor's new podcast called The Full Stack Sales Pro with the link in the show notes. And as always, don't forget, if you get a topic you want to hear more about or get further insight on, email us at podcast at trafficandfunnels.com. All right, let's get to it. You must understand, my friends, colleagues, comrades, that there are only two reasons any client would pay you money for your services or your offer. Anybody have any guesses? Put in there. No judgment. We're not going to shout you out if you answer anything wrong. Yeah. Why would, someone, why would someone buy from you? Throw it in the chat. It says emotions, results, reputation, perceived value. It's what they want. Trust. I provide results, experience, and a solution. If they're stuck, speed, save time. Your own success. I can solve their problem. Unique knowledge. I solve their problems. Value, value, value. Chris, they're guessing. I think that uh, they're complicating it a little bit. You're about to simplify it for us. So tell us, tell us the two reasons. The first thing is pain. They want to avoid a negative outcome in their life or their business. All great answers, really good stuff, but pain is massive, right? Have you ever been in a place where you've had a lot of pain in your business and life and you're like, I need a solution now. It doesn't matter what it costs. I just need to get it fixed. Yes? Yep. The second thing, pleasure ensuring a positive outcome. So yeah, a lot of freelancers, they over, overcomplicate this process, but it could not be more straightforward, my friends. You either help your client avoid pain or you help them achieve a pleasure with your services we're offering. If we take it back to Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs, these are the only two things that truly motivate people, pain and pleasure, okay? And if you want to be one of the most highly compensated freelancers, you will know how to hit both simultaneously, okay? If the problem you solve for your clients is big enough, there is no price that they will not pay for your services and your offer. We've experienced this. 100%. Tens of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands. We, we sold products uh, that are over six figures in value. One of the key things here, Chris, just if I might add, is... When you say that if the problem you solve for your clients is big enough, what people sometimes make a mistake in doing is they yep. confuse big with many. Yep. No, no, no. That's not the same thing. It's, it's really difficult to get a, a, a product that is high value, high solution, high pain when that product includes 100 different solutions. Yes. So it's counterintuitive, but it, it's clutch here is like, can you narrow down the scope of what you're selling to something simple, but painful. Yes. That's the best recipe. Yeah. It, your offer being hyper relevant to their pain and or pleasure. Yeah. Hopefully and, right? Yep. All right. So going through this process, discussing labor, it's a direct work on your part to solve a problem. And these are the parts of the offer to cube. Okay. Labor information, transference of knowledge from you to a client to fix a problem. So what we want to do is a little exercise. We want you to rate your services in each section, right? We've got pain, pleasure, labor, information. So we want to rate your current service, your current offer 
on a scale from one to 10 in each of the following areas. So if you are solving a pain, a problem, what would you rate that from one to 10? 10 being it's high pain, one being slow pain. What about pleasure? 10 being high pleasure, one being low pleasure. And then labor, 10 being it's a lot of your labor, all of your work, your sweat equity, one being not very much. And then information, most of the how you're solving the problem is just you giving them information. I don't think, let me just, let me pre, let me put some, some, co okay, you guys get it if I coach you, old school coaching a little bit. Uh, nobody is a 10. Nobody's a 10. I respect the confidence. But uh, if you're a firefighter, maybe a 10. Um, if you're a brain surgeon, maybe a 10. You know what I'm saying, Chris? Like, yep. If, if somebody's dying on the side of the street and you are saving their life, or if somebody is about to burn alive in a house fire, like nobody's really a 10. Un unless you get into the realm of like cognitive psychology, but I would say I would even challenge that. I think at the most, you could probably get up into the eight or nine territory. Just challenge those tens coming through the chat. I like it. All right. So here is what it looks like on a visual perspective. Now that you have your numbers for each category, hopefully you wrote those down. We, we want to plot them on the offer queue. Taylor, do you want to take us through this a little bit? Yeah, the, uh, this is a visual representation of how well designed you can get your offer. So if you rate uh, high on the pain, high on the pleasure, and then you can get your, like, let me just segment the audience right now into like high labor, low labor. So anybody who is high labor, these are things that are like, you're actually doing the work. So like a service, like agency, or you're doing something for them. If you wanna go really high labor, Chris, you just built a house not too long ago. Your builder, that's high labor, like really yeah. high labor. Like they're actually doing all of the work for you. And then you get into the world of information, which is really about transferring the skill set and the labor to the client. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's why this is rated the way that it is, uh, because your labor is, you can see it's on the opposite side. Your information goes all the way through. So plot yourself on this graph and it gives you a visual representation of how to position your offer to your market. Yeah. So I think it's important for us to point out that these numbers are not necessarily reflective of the quality of your service or offer that you provide. Okay. It's just a test run. So when you get some clarity on your offer, what's going to be really interesting is if you're rating yourself low and maybe you're struggling with getting clients or getting them to buy what you have, maybe we need to tweak your offer a little bit. Okay. Um, Obviously, this is self-explanatory. If your pain is seven or higher, chances are you have a very marketable service. Right? We know that pain typically is going to sell better than pleasure. People are way more prone to get out of or avoid a pain versus seeking a pleasure. And I know this firsthand, um, selling a lot of stuff online and having a lot of clients. Okay. So if you're really, really low on the pain, maybe we can have a conversation say, okay, how do we dial that up for your market, your offer, right? If your pleasure is seven or higher, chances are you have a very sophisticated market. Maybe you're attracting a higher quality type of client. Um, and this is something that's interesting. You know, typically what we find is the higher you charge, the better clients that you're going to get, which means you'll actually enjoy your life more, right? So what we want to do is dial in 
to a higher pain and a higher pleasure so that we can charge more and actually love our lives, right? Have clients that appreciate us and are happy to do business with us and write us checks. That's what we want, right? Now, if your labor is a seven or higher, very likely you're running a done for you offer, maybe done with you, probably done for you, okay? And if you're seven or higher in information, you're probably doing some consulting coaching, okay? Which is gonna be a lot more hey, scalable. And one thing to note out here too, is if you're like, well, hey, I'm a seven on every, I'm a seven or higher on everything. That actually means that you're doing yourself a disservice because you're likely confusing your market. Yeah. You're not totally sure. And people are like, I don't know what, what you do or how you sell it. And you know, there's, no, uh, there's no specialization opportunity for the market. Would you agree with that, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. And you might be confused yourself. <laughs> 100%. So, um, and this is the thing, you know, if people are at a place where they might feel that, um, you know, maybe we need to talk and say, okay, we need to dial this down or dial this up. Um, and, you know, if you are at, you know, high on all those things, you know, you're probably doing a disservice to your clients and your people. Yeah. Yeah. And to yourself in yep. most cases, you know, just like I can be, let, you want me to give an example of, of this give right it. now, Chris? Give it. Um, so I am, I just came out of a meeting. We're building about uh, $50 million of real estate right now. We've got uh, 14 houses, like high-rise condos being stood up downtown Nashville. We're in Branson, Missouri. We're in Birmingham, Alabama, Charlotte, North Carolina. But if you notice how I talk, like I'm very specific when I'm talking to a particular market because I don't want to confuse the entire market. And so sometimes it's not when someone's like, well, I am a seven on all of this, Chris. Mm -hmm. I can do all of this stuff. That's okay. You don't have to like, arbitrarily chunk yourself down or lower yourself. You just have to be specific in your marketing and your communication so that your audience knows what you actually do better than other options. Because if somebody has the option to work with a general surgeon and they have a neurodegenerative disease, they can work with a general practitioner or they can work with a neurosurgeon, who are they going to pick? The neurosurgeon. The neuro, they're going to pick the specialized option. Why? This is a heuristic that is inherent in human nature that we believe when somebody does something just for their situation is a higher likelihood of success than the generalist. Okay. Yeah. Let me hit the, let anything to add here before I want to hit the next slide. I want to hit that one. Hit it. Beware of the, the, it's easy for me fallacy. This is something that I've really thought a lot about. This is the thing, the areas where we are most skilled Listen to this because this is another aha moment. It should blow you away and give you some, some freedom. Like it just, I want to give some freedom to people who are struggling with this. The better you are at a certain thing, the more you will begin to uh, lower the perceived value of that thing. Let me rephrase mm. it in a different way. Imposter syndrome is really when you get to a, a place where you believe the things that you are good at, everyone else is good at too. Oh, he's preaching now. Just trying to help you change your life for a second. Somebody say here's, preach. Man, here's the, here's the thing. Like, I meet people all the time. Chris meets people all the time. And they're like, I can't charge eight grand for this. It's just, why would somebody pay that? It's like, well, listen, you have something that you've really developed mastery over. And it is simple for you. Yeah. But it's not simple for the client or else they'd already have been doing it. 
And so be really careful on this fallacy because sometimes the switch that people need to make is like, well, I can't raise my prices because what I do is not actually that, that complicated and complex. Well, it's not complicated for you, but it is for your market. And they will gladly pay someone who has developed mastery. If you can get over yourself and your insecurity and realize that you have a mastery level understanding of something that no one else mm. does. Friends, really quick, you have to listen to this. When I started in 2015, I started taking clients as a freelancer. What I didn't know at the time was the things that I was doing were not normal and they worked better than I could have imagined. Within six months, I was clearing $25,000, dollars $40,000 a month as a freelancer. I looked around and people said, hey, what are you doing? And I said, isn't everybody doing this? They said, no, they're not. They're not doing this. What are you doing? We put together a product for you. It's the Freelance to Business Owner Manual. It's a manifesto of sorts. It kind of teaches and breaks down the secrets of going from a you know, small up and down feast or famine freelancer to being a legitimate business builder and growing an organization that is consistent, predictable, safe, and enjoyable. Check it out, trafficandfunnels.com slash business. Trafficandfunnels.com slash business. You can have it. Go there today. 